0: I just nerd because out. Because Travis on it. is
1: like, if you hadn't noticed, way nerdier than me about flights. I mean, I, he I is the I am way flight nerdier. Group, I'm also not
0: monochromatic he's, he's either. He's the expert. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so many very flaws. Very colorful. Very colorful as I sit here in gray and gray. This
1: is the final goal for me.
0: The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 293. In 1987, American Airlines saved an estimated $40,000 by giving one less olive in each salad served in first class. Joke's on you, American Airlines. I don't even like olives. There are a few things I like about getting the cheapest flights possible. One, I hate getting ripped off. Two, I like having more money. And three, I like knowing that I've done my research and what Heather will call in this episode, my due diligence to make sure that I am getting the best value out there. And one of the things I love about my Tortuga backpack is that it also fits all three of those criteria. I know that I'm not getting ripped off because I've taken this thing around the world multiple times and it has held up. The Tortuga Outbreaker backpack is super, super durable Two. I know that I'm getting a good deal. And three, there is a ton of value in buying a good piece of luggage, one that you can take with you on any trip that you're going on, whether that is all around the world, whether that means a short hop, whether that even means you're taking a weekend trip, you're not even getting on an airplane or anything like that. So if you want to check out the bag that I recommend that I take with me all over the world, head on over to ArtugaBackpacks.com. Com. Use the promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you 10% off your entire order. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning. I'll show
1: you London afternoon. And you feel your Dublin heart is burning. Yeah,
0: well, you don't. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who has been doubling down on her favorite color scheme in recent weeks. That color scheme would be white on white <laughs> on white, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Heather.
1: Well, I do have a love for the monochromatic, I guess. I mean, it's soothing, it's comforting, it's calming, it's bright. As
0: as I look around, there is a white stroller sitting here in our living room. There are white lamps. Upstairs, the nursery, which Heather, I thought was going to go a little crazy on and paint gray. Or green. Or green. She decided on white <laughs> which i could have told you was going to happen months before she actually made that decision herself we have a white crib
1: a white dresser i think it's a white chair up there it's gray it's, it's yeah, a gray like chair, a light gray almost <laughs> okay, white okay, chair. so i like white gray and black i'm boring
0: white on white on white on white that's all right that's all right it's okay Heth. we get a lot of excitement in life out of traveling So we can have that, what did you say, monochromatic? (laughs) Yeah. We can have that monochromatic look at home. And I'm super excited about today's show because as I was putting together our Epop Travel Hacking Masterclass, which we're only doing one time in 2017, it's actually coming up. If you're listening to this live, it's coming up Tuesday, October 24th, 2017. So as I was putting together our our Masterclass, which is going to be Three hours of everything I know about how to travel hack, getting the cheapest paid flights, frequent fire miles, everything like that. I got really excited because I realized, Heth, that when we're looking to get the cheapest flight, we have a step-by-step system that we go through.
1: Yeah, and we do it so often that we can either one of us can do it. Our friends are always asking us, or more often family members, uh, like my sister, Heath, help me find a flight. What do I do first? And I'm like, well, it's pretty simple. It's always the same thing. I always tell her to do the same thing first. And she still always asks me to do it. So hopefully those of you listening can take the advice to heart.
0: Yeah. And it does. It seems simple to us because we do it so often. And I didn't even realize there was a step-by-step-by-step system that we followed because I would just do them. I'd look here and then i do this and then I would do this and i do this without realizing... that that it was kind of so systematic and so easy now for us to tell someone else how to do it. So in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to break it down step by step for you of when we get either when we're either looking for a flight for ourselves or when inevitably someone comes to us and says, Hey, I really want to go here. Can you help me? Here's what I found. I only found this ticket for 600 bucks. Can you tell me if there's a better deal out there? We just go boom, 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 boom down this list. So what was cool is I was, I was putting together the in-depth math masterclass, which is, you know, three hours of really diving into every specific part of it. Uh,
1: side note, this podcast will hopefully not be three hours. Yeah, it will
0: not be three hours. <laughs> this is our general overview. So this is our general, hey, here's what we do as we go through. If you want to hop on the masterclass, again, we're only doing it once, you know, this year in 2017, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash masterclass. It will be a live three-hour session where I'm teaching you everything we have a Q&A at the end. And
1: last year you did it on Black Friday. Last year I did it on Black Any of you Friday. you remember it was a huge hit. Yeah, we
0: had about 180 people join live. Um it's the cheapest thing that we do all year as far as, you know, actual diving in the weeds and teaching people, so it's the cheapest way for you to learn everything that that we know um when it, you know, and be given the information from an expert in a nice convenient package as opposed to, you know, listening to a bunch of podcasts or going through the site and all that kind of stuff. So This kind of came out of that, though, was our general overview of, hey, how do we find these cheapest flights? And so we're going to give you the step-by-step process. Again, we said it was easy. It should be fairly easy when we give this to you. And it's just nice to have seen that come about as I was going through my notes and, and putting that together. So when you're looking to get a cheap flight, obviously, there's two main ways when you're getting a flight for you to be able to get that flight.
1: I wonder what those could be. One. (laughs) Using your frequent flyer miles. You can
0: either use your frequent flyer miles or two, you could be paying out of pocket. You could be laying out the cash. And of course, when you're paying out of pocket, our goal with this entire podcast and of course, our goal with the masterclass as well is to always get you to be the person that isn't paying that normal price. Yeah,
1: to ha- be the person that has bought the cheapest ticket on that flight cuz that just feels good. That feels like, hey, I'm on a trip. I paid so little for this flight that when I get there, I'm going to, you know, hit every bar in the city to celebrate. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go out and get myself a nice meal. We always joke because when we're sitting on a flight, you guys know and if you've been on flight, you pro- you've probably seen the airline prices when you're going to book go up and down and all around and you're sitting there and so the person next to you could have paid $200 more more than you or $200 less or you know, or even more than that, uh, less or more than that, more. That (laughs) makes sense. So there's a high variance. You don't want to be the person who's sitting there thinking, could I have got it cheaper? You want to be the person that said, I went through these steps and I know that I got this as cheap as possible. So when we say paying out of pocket, we don't necessarily mean paying normal price. That is going to be the last ditch thing that you do, paying the quote unquote normal price. So we're going to give you ways to pay out of pocket that are going to be cheaper than anyone else can find it. So Step one, as we get into this process, step one, hath is a pretty important and basic thing. But if you don't do this, you're not going to know what you should be doing or having any type of perspective for the other steps
1: right and so number one is the most important step and that is finding a baseline price for your ticket and you might wonder okay how do i go about finding like the average cost of a ticket from new york to paris on september 30th well it's really super simple thanks to a wonderful search engine called
0: google flights and you might if you're a frequent traveler in your head you might already kind of know a good baseline price you might say okay well for me to fly from the US to south to southeast asia $1000 and me to, from the US to australia 1500 and the US to parts of europe 800 you know there there's you might know that inherently but if you don't you might as well take the five seconds, and that's really all it kind of takes, by going to Google Flights. And the reason we recommend going to Google Flights instead of other what we'll call um, OTAs. And OTAs mean online travel agents. So maybe...
1: Travelocity, travel Orbitz, Kayak, Expedia.
0: Expedia. The re- I,
1: we never even use those sites.
0: No. The reason we go to Google Flights instead is because Google Flights, very simple, very clean interface, also will give you a whole calendar view of of an entire month and yeah, the price on every day. So let's say you said, I want to go from Philly to Paris. Like, like Heather said, I want to go to Philly, Philly to Paris on
1: actually, I said New York to okay. Paris.
0: Well, we're going from Philly because we're not <laughs> driving to JFK. Cause we hate that airport. So you're going Philly to New York and you're saying, I want to go to
1: Paris. Philly to Paris. <laughs>
0: okay. It's too
1: early for travel.
0: It's too early. You're going Philly to Paris and you want to go November 15th. So you could put that in there. And the great thing is maybe you see November 15th is $800, but you see November 16th is $600. And you, know, you can see the whole month and the whole range, and that will give you a good idea of what a baseline price is. So if you just did your rudimentary Google flight search, what was the cheapest price that you could get for a regular paid ticket? And then everything is going to go from there. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get you that ticket that might say $700. It's going to be less using some of the next steps. So after you've done step one and you found your baseline pricing, then you're going to go through the next steps and determine whether you're going to pay out of pocket, hopefully you find something cheaper, or whether you're going to to be using your mouse. So the next step, step two that we recommend is...
1: Using mistake fares to buy your ticket, trying to find a mistake fair, which you can find by going on a few different websites.
0: Yeah, mistake fairs are exactly what they sound like. They pop up and they are glitches, tech glitches that happen for a multitude of reasons. And they usually price out to be much, much cheaper. So some of the mistake fares that we've been able to take advantage of over the years. I mean, it's like a greatest hits record that comes on because these are some great, great deals. We were able to fly round trip from New York to Italy for 225 bucks.
1: We went to South Africa for under $300.
0: We flew to Madrid for, I think, $125. That might have been our cheapest mistake fare ever. What a steal. We flew one way to Bali for $175. So when a mistake fare happens, they are substantially, substantially lower prices than what you will normally pay. Think one-third the price, one-quarter the price, things
1: like that. The only problem with mistake fares is that you have to jump on it while it's hot because they don't last very long. Usually within, I would say, 24 to 48 hours, and then that mistake is obviously rectified and you can no longer buy that ticket at that low price.
0: Right. And things are even happening quicker. I mean there are some mistake fares that come up and go in in up to you know as short as four hours because nowadays there are more people who are aware of it. Mistake happens People start looking at the system, why is so many people booking New York to Italy? What's going on here? And then they see, whoops, we forgot a zero or we moved a decimal point or something happened. So when you're looking for a mistake fare, if there is something out there that works for you, you do have to jump on it very, very quickly. So have this step is just a it's kind of like a cover your butt type thing. Like there's no reason you shouldn't at least see if a mistake fare is available. Odds are, if you're looking for something fairly specific, there's not going to be a mistake for that just happened to pop up that day for the place that you want to right. go. But
1: if you have flexibility on your destination, and again, like the first step of finding the baseline price takes a few minutes, so does trying to see if a mistake fare is out there. Because there are a few websites, um, the Flight Deal, the Fair Deal Alert, and Secret Flying that will just I mean, you go on those three sites and boom, you'll see what's there.
0: Yeah, you can scroll through their deals really, really quickly. As Heather mentioned, those three you can follow on Twitter, their Facebook pages. You can get them to send you email notifications. Um, I am working, little uh, foreshadowing here. I didn't know we'd be bringing this up, I guess. I'm working on an app that does this exact same thing, but allows you to just get push notifications. So instead of having to go to these sites, the app will send you when there is a good deal based on what preferences you set, you know, the the airports that you want to fly out of and things like that. You set your filters, boom, you'll be getting push notifications so it'll come right to your phone so that you don't have to be proactive and search out these mistake fares. You can they be reactive, come they'll come yeah. to you. So, we are working on that. Hopefully, we'll have some news about that soon. Of course, we'll tell you about it on the podcast when it gets ready and launched and things like that. But Big picture, mistake fares, at least check. See what's out there. Maybe you have in your head that you want to go to Paris, but you go on and all of a sudden there's a mistake for Italy and you think, well, whatever. I, I Yeah, I'll go to Italy. Yeah, That's fine. You can so. always
1: like hop on a train and take it to Paris if you really want to. So I think that having flexibility when you travel is kind of the most important thing, which leads us to step number three. And step three is like my single... Favorite most exciting step because I, I just love this function. Like, I get super excited. Yeah, about it.
0: whenever I tell people about this, <laughs> it's such an easy thing, but their eyes light up. I remember doing this in last year's masterclass, and people just raved about this. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek of the masterclass here. Um, this is step three, and this is using Google Flights Explorer. And the beauty of Google Flights Explorer is is that we told you Google Flights, the in step one, finding your baseline pricing, Google Flights shows you a whole calendar for a month view, which is why we like it. Google Flights Explorer does one better. And that allows you to search from... if And you have to be leaving out of the U.S. So that is the one caveat right now. But from a destination in the U.S., let's say Philly again, to an entire region, so instead of you sitting on regular Google Flights and saying, "All right, I want to go Philly to Paris." Okay, I see the whole month. Uh, baseline you can price seven hundred like, you know, bucks.
1: Three other airports right next to Paris. Okay, I guess that's convenient.
0: Right, but it doesn't give you if you have flexibility. Hey, I want to go Philly, and I just want to go anywhere in Europe that's the cheapest. I want to see what's the cheapest with Google Flights Explorer. You can put that in. You put Philadelphia. You put Europe, you can put Central Europe, Western Europe, you can put all of Europe, and it will show you the top 10 airports in Europe that are the cheapest for those dates. So it'll show you Dublin, 550 bucks, and Manchester, England, 570. I don't know why I picked Manchester, (laughs) but it will show you all the top 10 airports that are the cheapest in Europe for those dates. And also for each airport, it will show you day by day as well. So it just gives you a much faster... Fuller picture. It is
1: so cool and so easy to use. And like we have helped so many people with this one step because people who don't have miles and they're like, okay, I want to take my family of four to Europe for my 40th birthday. And I just, we can't afford it. And I was like, listen, we will help you. And I actually did this with someone. And I was like, just showing them Google Flights Explorer. And they were able to go to Barcelona and Paris in July. Right. They originally... For like really affordable
0: what was cool about that trip was originally they wanted they were pretty they were pretty open-ended but they were they were thinking about greece possibly and they're like well you know maybe greece sounds cool maybe we'll go there and but we're just looking for a cheap flight we really you know we like architecture this and that we were giving some suggestions and we said well let us just quickly see what's you know, if you're looking for something that's fairly cheap and you, you have some flexibility, let us see what is cheap. And all of a sudden, Barcelona was cheap to fly into, Paris was cheap to fly out of for whatever reason. So we said, Well, these are the two cheapest cities. Do, do these, you know, kind of fit your fancy? Is this something that you like? And all of a sudden, they're like, Yeah, Barcelona and Paris would be great. And that's what they decided on. So it's good for the people who have a bit of wanderlust. Yes. For sure. And again, you just have a fuller scope. The more information you can have at your hands when you're looking for the cheapest flights, the better. You could go on Google Fights Explorer and let's say you wanted to go to Philly to Paris, like that original example, and you knew it was seven hundred bucks and you go on and you see, Hey, Philly to London's five fifty, but you know, everything else is around seven hundred, you could say, All right, well I don't I don't want to go to London, like I'd rather just pay the extra hundred and fifty to go to Paris. Fine but you at least know that that's an option and
1: right. and sometimes it could be like $300 cheaper and then you could just go to London and you know see London for a day and then get somewhere else in Europe especially when you're going to places like Europe or like Southeast Asia when it's so easy to get to other countries that you don't have to box yourself in by saying okay I need to go to Bangkok and only Bangkok okay you could fly into Kuala Lumpur and then take a 30 or 40 dollar flight up to Bangkok
0: which is going so- to bring us on to step four in just a <laughs> second but to wrap up see you're getting you're, you're so
1: good you, I know I didn't even you don't like- even know the <laughs> steps We're just
0: you know you're just saying hey this is what I would do uh, it has become second nature for us but to wrap up Google 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 Flights Explore, there's two good things. uh, There's two interesting things about it. One is the fact that this is owned by Google, but you cannot find it. Like Google, it's a hidden, we call it a hidden website because Google does not allow you to find it even if you're Googling it. So I don't know why. I don't know why they keep this hidden. But the only way to get there is by going to google.com slash flights slash explore. So if you type that in your browser, that will bring you to this this hidden Google Flights <laughs> Explorer page, and you'll be able to access all of that. So one, that's how you have to get there. Um, this is just one of the many tips and tricks that we go into in the masterclass. Again, we're not going to cover it all on this podcast. This is more of an overview. Masterclass really dives deep into it. But that's one of the tips and tricks we, we cover there. The second thing with Google Fights Explorer, as Heather mentioned, I just want to hit on this, the variance between different cities, even if they're close can be very, very high when it comes to pricing, especially going to Europe, because there are now so many airlines flying between the US and Europe, including stuff that we're going to talk about in step four, that a flight to Amsterdam one way might be 200 bucks and a flight to Paris might be 700 bucks. So we have seen there be these huge, huge jumps. So flexibility is key for sure in dates, but a lot of times people don't think about flexibility when it comes to where they're flying into. And Google Fights Explorer is what will show you, hey, for whatever reason, Amsterdam is way, way cheaper, or this place in Europe is way, way cheaper. You might want to check that out as opposed to just... Pigeonholing yourself into one yeah. specific, city. and that
1: being said, we get if sometimes it's like I just want to go to Paris and right. I don't care about finding it cheaper, or maybe there's too many stopovers and you just want this most simple route possible. We get that we've we've paid more for tickets like that before too, but this is about getting the cheapest ticket.
0: It is so, and the first three steps that we gave you, the cool part about it, both are all three of those are very very short quick steps finding baseline pricing on google flights might take you 2 minutes scrolling through mistake fares on the flightdeal.com dot secretflying.com and then hopefully eventually uh, on our app <laughs> um, you know that might take you 5 minutes going to google flights explore and just putting in europe and seeing all the things might take you 2 minutes so you're It's you're, also super fun. You're like it is fun because then it just gets you like They're dreaming really of all excited. these places and But all told, you're maybe 10 minutes minutes. into your research. I will say
1: this a tip, and maybe this is obvious, but this is way easier to do on a laptop than it would be on a mobile device. Definitely. So, you know, if you're using your iPad or your smartphone, it'll take a little longer. I would recommend just getting out the computer, opening up all these tabs, boom, 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 boom.
0: Yeah. So you're 10 minutes in basically through these first three steps. You And if you get good at it, and if you're like us where we just kind of do it naturally now, you, you, just, keep, you just go through them. Step four will take you a little while longer, but it is worth its weight in gold as well. And Heather alluded to this of how easy it is to get around Europe and Southeast Asia. And one of those reasons, and this is step four, is finding budget airlines. So if you're U.S.-based, you may have heard of some of these. I mean, the budget airlines are starting to become a bigger deal in the U.S. They have always been a really big deal in Europe and in Southeast Asia. But some of budget airlines, just to rat them off, you can you know go through your head, oh, I've heard of those, or I haven't heard of those. In the U.S., you have Spirit Airlines, Frontier Airlines. And um, In Europe, you have Wow Air, which actually goes between the U.S. and Europe a lot. You have EasyJet. You have Ryanair. In Asia, some of the big ones.
1: Air Asia is the biggest.
0: Air Asia is definitely the biggest. There's that one... um, We've
1: taken some pretty random ones over there. Yeah, there's
0: Firefly, I think, is out of (laughs) Singapore. Um, There's a... Point is the fact that we can't name them all. I mean, there was one that oh, Smart Wings. We took <laughs> in between Split, Croatia, and Prague. Yeah, never I actually heard thought even this it. was not something that existed, but it was. So the point with budget airlines is, especially when you're in an area that you might not know, or you might not be as familiar. With. Let's give you the example of when we were in Croatia and we were looking to go up to Prague. I don't know the Split airport. I had only been there once. I don't know what flies in and out. So, you know, I could have just went to a regular OTA, again, the online travel agent, and put in, okay, and this is what I did, actually, in the, the first time I put in, I want to go from Split to Prague, and I got my baseline pricing. I thought, oh, this seems really high. Is there any other airline out there? And I found a budget airline called Smartwings. Through a through a website that every single person listening to this podcast, I can almost guarantee that every single person listening to this podcast has used before. Hath, would you like to reveal it? Or are you looking at me with a uh, look of confusion here? No,
1: I'm not sure I know what this website is.
0: Well, you've used I'm it. I'm sure I've
1: used it, but it's I don't called
0: know. called Wikipedia. Uh- <laughs> and again, you do this without even thinking yes. of it step by step. But the best way, and again, we dive a little deeper into this in the masterclass, and this is just a part of the masterclass, but finding budget airlines, the best way to do that is simply by going to Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, I actually forgot about this step because this is kind of your specialty. I never really do this part. I just nerd because out Because Travis on it. is like, if you hadn't noticed, way nerdier than me about flights. I mean, I I am way nerdier. I'm also not
0: monochromatic. He's he's the expert. (laughs) Oh man, so (laughs) many flaws. Very (laughs) colorful. Very colorful. So as I sit here in gray and gray, (laughs) but you go to Wikipedia and let's say you're flying on a split airport. All you have to do is is put the. split airport in wikipedia it'll come up and it will show you every airline that flies in and out of there so if you're looking to go to prague you can just scroll down and be like do any fly directly to prague and this is what happened i i was like okay i'm looking and there was one called smartwings i thought uh, what is smartwings so then all you do the next step of it is you go to smartwings website or whatever that airline's website is and you look for a ticket so some of these budget the big takeaway here is a lot of these budget airlines Will not show up on those big. OTAs. They won't show up on Kayak or Priceline or Orbitz or Expedia and some of them won't even show up on Google Flights. So to cover your butt, again, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you start looking for these budget airlines because there are some weird ones out there. There are some airlines that fly only one route or I know. Two they're routes. so
1: obscure that I'm like does this airline exist like when we flew from um, Chiang Mai to Ken in Thailand and I was like, is this like a real...
0: Well, this was our Funniest! I think that was our funniest budget yeah. airline experience because it was called Con Air, which we like like the movie Con <laughs> Air, but with a K, with a K, and it had one route, and it was Chiang Mai to Ken in in Thailand, which is a city that no tourist would visit, but we were going there for a wedding because our friend had grown up there. And they were actually, she was Thai and she was transiting Chiang Mai to Bangkok and up to Ken. Yeah, like she's
1: Thai and she didn't even know that you could fly direct Chiang Mai to Ken. So I did
0: our little budget airline. (laughs) Everyone was so impressed. And I was like, there's a thing called Con Air. And I went to their website and it was, it barely worked and it was in English, but it was that like translated English. You couldn't book online. I kept getting this, this, not even error message of just saying like you can't book. So I had to call. Thailand on the f- through Skype. I talked to a lady and she said, oh yeah, yeah, just give me your credit card number and I'll take it. <laughs> and and I'm like, well, how do I pick up my tickets? Oh, the tickets will be at the airport, like old school. Like, wait, I'm yeah. actually picking up tickets at the airport. So I thought it was 30 bucks a person or maybe 40. And I thought, all right, well, it was Heather and I and, um, your parents. and my parents. So if anything, all right, I just got screwed out of 160 bucks. But uh, you know, I had an email from them well, and, confirming that I yeah, had these and it, tickets. Yeah, it's like,
1: in the name of research, as we always say, like, we had to try it out because that's pretty cool. Yeah, and turns it worked out, out it yeah, worked I mean, out. It's-
0: We showed up. There was tickets there in our name. We got on the plane and we flew direct from Chiang Mai to Con Can in an hour and everyone else went down to Bangkok and back up and it took them like eight hours and there we were just hanging out. So um, finding budget airlines can not only be fun because you, you might fly on these random things like Con Air and Smart Wings and all these crazy ones. But also can save you a ton of money. And, and so that's how and you want time. to do it. And time. Some, too. In some cases. So that's how you want to do it. So just um, if you're unsure of what budget airlines are there, and you probably, unless you're a really big nerd or airline savant, you're not going to know all the budget airlines out there, make sure instead of just going to those big third-party OTAs, Expedia, Kayak, Orbitz, things like that, make sure that you, you go to Wikipedia, check what budget airlines are flying around that area, and then you know check to see if you can get a
1: cheap price. So... So now we get to the big step number five.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that we recommend and the thing that our website was built on originally was this idea of using frequent flyer miles. The reason being that, yes, it's cool to get cheap plane tickets. It's awesome to get mistake fares. It's great to find budget airlines. But one of the ways that you can continuously get very very cheap flights basically as we say fly anywhere in the world for under $100 over and over and over again without having to rely on mistake fares and budget airlines and all that is by using frequent flyer miles and again a big big part of our masterclass is predicated on this there's so much to talk about when we talk about frequent flyer miles so we're not going to get into how to earn them or exactly how to use them but just a big picture thing of if you have frequent fire miles we get asked a lot, should I use my miles for this trip or should I pay for this trip? And we have a, not we didn't come up with this, but there's a kind of a formula to use.
1: Yeah. And a lot of you might think that this should be step number one, but if it was step number one, you wouldn't have that baseline price and you wouldn't have, you know, spent the 15 to 20 minutes doing the research on all of the other options to see If you if using your frequent fire miles are worth it. And the formula is called CPM. And I will let Travis explain it because he is the expert.
0: The nerd. Just (laughs) say I am the nerd. So the reason, as Heather mentioned, you do those four steps is now you've found out what is the cheapest price paying out of pocket that I can get this ticket for. So you know you've gone through your baseline pricing. You've then found if there's a mistake fare, then you've found if there is, you know, something with Google Flights Explore. What's the cheapest thing to get to that region? Are you willing to do that? What's the cheapest with budget airlines? So now you've you've whittled that down and you say, all right, well here's what I would pay if I was paying out of pocket. Hopefully you wouldn't be paying the baseline pricing and hopefully you found something in those other three steps, that got you something cheaper. So let's, for example, let's say that originally Philly to Paris you found was seven hundred dollars round trip, and you're like, okay, Philly to Paris seven hundred dollars round trip. But I was able to um, use Google Flights Explore, and I actually found that it was going to be six hundred dollars for me to fly into, um, let's say Amsterdam, and I'm I'm willing to do that. Like I want to go to Amsterdam. So you have found now that if you're going to pay out of pocket, it's going to be $600 for you to pay out of pocket. Okay, cool. That's what you're willing to spend. That's the cheapest you found paying out of pocket. Then you use CPM, cents per mile, to see if it's worth using your frequent fire miles for. Now, this is just a guideline. That's important to understand. I always tell people the best use of your miles is the trip that you want to take. So don't get too crazy about CPM and say, well, well, Trav said if it wasn't above a one CPM, I can't use it. No, if you're taking one trip, right, Heth? If they're yeah. going to take one trip in the next two years and they have the miles and you know you're not going to use them or probably not going to use them in the next two years, then use your miles and save that 600 bucks. But CPM is for the people who want to get the best value out of it and who say, I might be taking multiple trips, so I'm going to make sure I use my miles when it's most beneficial and it saves me the most money. So CPM, very simple formula. You can even just listen to it and it's going to make sense to you. You don't need me to write on a whiteboard or anything like that. CPM cents per mile. First, you want to take whatever that price was that you would pay out of pocket that you found after those first four steps we just mentioned. So for our example, $600 Philly to Amsterdam. Then you want to look for availability with your frequent flyer miles. We're not going to get into how to do that right now. That's like, an hour's worth of information. We'll cover that in the masterclass, right, Smalls? But if you find availability with your miles, you want to see how much the taxes and fees are. So let's say the taxes and fees, to make it really simple, were $100. And then you want to see how many miles it would cost you. So you had $600 you would have paid out of pocket if you bought the ticket. You subtract the $100 that you're paying taxes and fees by by using your miles, and you're left with $500. That's the difference between it. And you know that using your miles are going to cost you 60,000 miles. So you're going to divide $500 by 60,000 miles. So you take 50,000 cents and you divide it by 60,000 miles and you're left with 0.8. So you're getting 0.8 cents per mile in this scenario or right around 0.8. And so you'd sit there and you'd say, okay, I'm getting less than one cent per mile. I'm getting 0.8 cents per mile. Does this make sense for me? My rule of thumb is anything one and above is an okay use of miles. So let's say it was $600 and it was divided by 60,000 miles. You're at at exactly one. If it was $800 and you're divided by 60,000 miles, you're above one. So anything one and above is okay. Anything 1.5 and above is great. And anything 2 cents per mile and above is like a no, no brainer. So if your ticket, if your difference in the price was going to be $1,200, $1,200 and it was going to be 60,000 miles, that's a no brainer. You're getting two cents per mile. So, pretty easy formula. Again, just cents per mile. Take how much it's going to cost you to buy the ticket, subtract the taxes and fees if you found availability using your miles, and then divide that by the amount of miles. And that'll give you a rough estimate. So, that's one way to determine if you're going to use your miles. And it's, you know, it just makes sense, right? How much am I paying if I wasn't going to use my miles versus if I use my miles and is it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. So there's CPM. Got a little nerdy on you. (laughs) But um, that's just one way to determine or the the way that we use usually to determine if you're going to use your miles. And again, the best way to use your miles is on the trip that you want to take. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, there's no reason that you can't use your miles just because you... I mean, it's still free to use your miles other than the taxes and fees. So... You know that's a good deal if you don't feel like paying for a flight,
0: right? And I've had friends tell me that they aren't gonna, they don't know when the next times they're gonna, they're gonna fly is. They have sixty thousand miles. They know they could pay out of pocket, five hundred, six hundred dollars a person to go to
1: Europe, but they want to go. for They want to go to
0: Europe and they want to use your miles. They want to go for free, and I'm like, go for it. You know, you're saving yourself six hundred bucks here. So, you know, it is gonna change depending on the person's situation step six and we just throw this in here this is the last resort this is not the step we want you to have to take and hopefully through these other five steps you found a way to do this but step six would be our last resort
1: which is just paying normal price for a ticket
0: right so if you womp,
1: womp. Womp, womp.
0: <laughs> so if you've gone through these other five steps and you have said hey i don't have miles or so there's no availability there aren't any budget airlines that are flying here. You know, I don't have flexibility. I can't really use Google Flights Explore. There's no mistake fare. I'm going to have to revert all the way back to step one and pay normal price and pay my baseline price. Um, that is step six. Sometimes that does happen, especially if you don't have flexibility on the days that you can leave. Especially if you don't have flexibility in the places that you want to go. You know, you're hemmed into a certain date and time. But at least you know that you're getting the lower end of that regular normal price because you have seen on Google Flight... What the cheapest tickets are you've seen all the options and that is the key when you go through these steps
1: Right and at least you've done your due diligence as well so that you can you know have peace of mind and say well You know i've done what works best for me in this situation. I don't know that always makes me feel better That it's like oh if we have to like do a last minute flight or it's some type of you know not an, Could be an emergency or could just be you know, we really want to go here at this time in this date it's like, well, we've weighed all the options. We've made right. an intelligent decision. And now we're just going to, you know, you, you buy at least, that normal price ticket. Right.
0: You don't <laughs> feel like you're the sucker sitting on the plane saying, could I have gotten it cheaper? There are times, even for us who have done this hundreds of times and looking for tickets for ourselves and other people, there are times where that baseline price that we found in step one is the is the price that we have to pay or someone else has to pay. But we can go back to those people where we could say to ourselves, We've looked, we've tried, we're getting, this is the best price, I'm not going to sit on the plane and and sit there and know that maybe someone else took 15 minutes, which is kind of all it takes to go through these steps sometimes, and actually got a much better price. Or maybe
1: there's just people out there who don't care. Well, if they I don't said get- that to Trav and he's like, "Well, no one li- it's no none of the people listening to this podcast probably." Yeah, if you don't care
0: about getting the cheapest price and you don't care about spending 15 20 minutes to do some of the research, then you're probably not listening to a podcast that's called the step-by-step guide to getting <laughs> the cheapest flights. It would be my guess. And if you if you are listening to it just cuz you love us so much, we appreciate it. Thank you for listening and thank you for the download. But I know most of you out there just want to know that you're getting good value and you're getting a good deal, and you've done, as Heather said, your due diligence and things like that. Um, we have touched on a lot of stuff today. Again, this is a broad overview. We're talking about doing due diligence, one of the best things that we do each year. We well, we did it last year in 2016 once on Black Friday. As Heather mentioned, we're doing it only once in 2017, and that is our EPop Travel Hacking Masterclass. And this is a three-hour session. Well, last year went for three hours. It was two hours of me teaching and one hour of a Q&A of awesome questions from people. But this is essentially everything I know about frequent flyer miles and getting the cheapest flights, even if we're talking paid flights, some of which we touched on today, but we dive a little deeper on. Everything I know distilled down into a two-hour presentation that you get to watch live and hang out with.
1: Which I have to say is a feat in and amongst itself because I love Travis and all of you probably love Travis but he can be a little bit wordy at times loquacious what a good word
0: monochromatic and loquacious (laughs) throwing some big words out today but
1: the the fact that he is able to condense all of this amazing information into two hours plus plus the Q&A is pretty amazing and like such good value because it's only a couple hours of your life rather than, you know, spending so many hours searching through, you know, different posts on the on the blog and all that.
0: I will go fast. I will certainly probably (laughs) be be hoarse by the end of it. But last year when we did it for the first time, it was so much fun to get to teach people live and have them interact and just see people go through going from knowing a a bit about how to do it to being experts by the end of it. Uh, The feedback we got was amazing. One lady was like, I ran out of ink. I've taken so many notes. (laughs) And of course, we also give you um, all the notes from it that you can get to keep, and you get a recording of it as well. So if you can't join us live on Tuesday, um, you can still sign up and get the video and watch it. And if you do join us live, you also get a video to, to use as you want to go back and watch the parts that you want to watch and things like that. So it's been super fun redoing that and updating it and putting together a, a new presentation for this year. I mean, some of the things that we are going to touch on, just so you know, um, the best two ways to earn miles. So we're going to obviously dive a lot more into frequent flyer miles since that's one of the huge ways that we travel around the world for pennies on the dollar or pennies on the hundreds and thousands of dollars, basically. But the best way to, two ways to earn miles... Um, the best miles to earn, like why you got to make sure you're earning the right frequent flyer miles because some, you can have a lot in your mm-hmm. account. And just can't
1: redeem them yeah, they're or crap. they're not worth anything.
0: It's a currency. Frequent flyer miles are a currency. Some are more valuable than the others. We're going to tell you the best ones. The best two times to look for availability and the three best places to look. So like when and where to look. And how to use your freaking fire miles? This is a question we get asked all the time uh, because a lot of you <laughs> might have tried to use freaking fire miles to become frustrated, right, Heth? Yes, this was me absolutely. in the beginning. I'm like, I can never find availability. These are crap. Oh, I'm never doing this. And then I was like, wait, I just got to figure out when and where to look to give myself the best shot. Um, The three step process that we have for determining whether you should open or close a credit card, including the golden rule on how to know if you're going to lose your points, because that's like the cardinal sin to get the points and then to close a card and lose them. We don't want that happening to anyone.
1: Definitely not. That is like a
0: no, 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 no. So we'll tell you how you can know for sure if you're going to lose your points or not if you close a card.
1: And then also some really exciting real life examples.
0: Yeah, we've got people like Rick, um, who took his family of four, or excuse me, his family of six. They went to four continents on this crazy round-the-world trip. Each person, we actually sat down and figured out the cheapest way if he was going to pay out of pocket to do all the flights that he did. And it was Chicago. Let me see if I remember this correct. Chicago to to.
1: Are you going to give it away? Or are you I'm going to give for them a the master, an master I, class.
0: <laughs> all right. He, yeah, I'm going to give it away really quick. I'll tell you how he did it, but I'll give you. He went Chicago to Vienna, Austria then down to Petra in Jordan, then over to Bangkok, then to the Thai Islands, and back to Chicago, literally circumnavigating the globe. When we, when we looked it up, it would have cost him $7,592 per person to take that trip.
1: That's he, insane. He
0: paid $80 per person. So him and his family, a six, went to four continents on this crazy around the world trip. So we'll give you examples, real world examples of people who have been able to use this and and do this um, through the through the masterclass and the stuff that they've learned. So that is on Tuesday, October 24th, 2017. You can get all the details by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash masterclass. If you listen to this podcast and you're not on our email newsletter list, that's How we're letting people know about this, you know, make sure you head to that link if you're interested in joining the masterclass because there's no other way really for me to tell you about it other than hearing it right now. So if you're interested, we're only doing once in 2017 on Tuesday. If you can't make it Tuesday, it will be Tuesday in the evening, uh, Eastern Standard Time here in the US. If you can't make that, let's say you're in Australia and it's too early in the morning. Or you're even in the U.S. and you'll be at work or you got a kid's soccer game. There's a lot of reasons people can't make it. Totally fine. We'd love to have everyone live because, and you'll have the Q&A and you'll be able to ask any question that you want. But if you can't make it, we will record it and you'll be able to get that as well. So if you sign up for the master class and you can't make it. You'll get the recording. You can watch that at your leisure. And even if you do make it live, you get a recording and all the notes and everything like that as well. So, there's going to be a lot of information. It's going to be great. But have, I, whenever I learn stuff, I just want—I always sit there like I want an expert to teach me this, and I want to know how to do it right now without sifting through all the stuff on the internet. Why can't I just have someone teach me for a couple hours and then I know how to do it? And and that's why we decided yeah, to do That's exactly why we
1: decided to do it because it's, you know, condensed down. It's, you know, a lot of information, but it's only three hours of your time. And so it's really exciting to be able to have a pretty amazing skill like traveling around the world for next to nothing.
0: Yeah. And after we did it last year, well, I had my voice had to recover a little bit, but I was <laughs> so excited. And then we kind of put it on the back burner for this year. And I thought, we got to get that rolling again. People were asking for it. When are you going to do another masterclass? How can I learn all this stuff? You know, in one little place, I thought, all right, we're doing it. Put it on the calendar. Just decided the other day, started diving back in, changing the presentation around. That's why we got so hyped about doing this, this overview step-by-step guide to getting the cheapest flights. And of course, diving much, much deeper on the masterclass and giving you basically everything you need to become an expert when it comes to freaking fire miles and booking flights and things like that so there you have it extrapack peanuts.com slash masterclass you can get all that there again don't forget as always sponsor for the show tortuga backpacks if you're gonna be traveling around the world you need a good travel backpack check out everything they got going on Backpacks.com, promo code epop epop all capitals that'll get you 10 percent off your order and until next time well oh excuse me Thank you for listening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, first of all. Thank you for the support as always.
0: I got ahead of myself, Pat.
1: Yeah, you're just so hyped up right now. I'm so
0: hyped up. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to go retire into my white-on-white-on-white nursery (laughs) and hang out there in just that bright, bright room. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time.
1: Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.